Welcome to Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tarmody, where it's all about health optimization, anti-aging, longevity, and being the very best you can be. Brought to you by lisatarmody.com. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Pushing the Limits. Today, I have an interview with uh, Eric and Stephanie Venn Watson. Uh, these guys are the founders of something called Fatty15. Sounds like a, a funny sort of a name, doesn't it? Um, I do have to say that something happened in the middle of this interview and we were uh, cut short. I actually had a, a family medical emergency and I literally had to race out the door and leave the middle of the interview. So uh, unfortunately, it got cut off uh, in the middle of some very interesting conversations, but I thought it was worth um, putting this podcast still out there. Uh, and I was very, very grateful for the Eric and, and uh, Steph's very valuable time. So the information that is in here is all about um, membrane health, actually, the health of your cells, the health of your membranes of the cells. It's about how you can live longer. It's an incredible story about dolphins. So if I haven't got you interested now from between medical emergencies and dolphin stories, I don't know what will get you interested. This is a, a, a episode that certainly didn't finish the way we, we planned, but very, very valuable information. And this is uh, something I just wanted to put on your radar for health and longevity. So over to the show now with Eric and Stephanie. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome back to Pushing the Limits. Today, I have a fantastic duo for you. I have Eric and Stephanie. Welcome to the show, guys. It's lovely to have you. Great. Thanks, Lisa. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, you guys are sitting in San Diego. How's it over there? A lovely. It's a base. Lovely. Always. <laughs> good, good weather. We've had wild, wild weather over here. We've had storm after storm. So yeah, not been the greatest of summers, I'm afraid, over here. Um, now, sorry. Sorry, Eric. Oh, I, I would love to do that. There are so many things I want to do in the States and so many people I want to visit. I'm just sort of hamstrung a, a little bit with the moment with, with uh, my mum. We can't really travel, so I can't leave her. So I'm stuck in New Zealand and I, I, I watch all my friends traveling around the world and I get totally jealous, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> so one day, one day I'll get there. <laughs> So today we are going to talk about Fatty 15 and people might be like, what, what, what's that? What's that? Um, can you guys give us your incredible backstory? Eric, you're a physician. Uh, Stephanie, you're a veterinarian. Epi ep how do you say that word? Epidemiological yeah. <laughs> veterinarian. I'm like, well, I've never heard of that before. Um, can you give us a little bit of your interesting, incredible backstory about how you got into what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah, I am a veterinary epidemiologist. This one. Just <laughs> about there, Lisa. Um, and uh, so was you working for the World Health Organization, helping to set up infectious disease surveillance systems all over the world. Um, and then about 20 years ago, was wonderfully brought into the Navy's Marine Mammal Program to help continually improve the health and welfare of the Navy's dolphins. And <laughs> Dolphins? Thought, Navy has dolphins? So moving from public health, global public health, um, to a wonderful uh, population of dolphins living in San Diego Bay. Um, they go out to the open ocean every day. Every day they choose to come back. It's it's really an amazing population. Wow. So most people wouldn't know that the Navy has dolphins. Why do why do why do the, why does the Navy have dolphins? What's the backstory? sure? Well, they're 
they're remarkably good at what they do, which is to help to find uh, underwater objects and enemy swimmers. And so they're able to do it safely. It's what dolphins have you know Amazing. evolved to do really well. And the Navy learned about 60 years ago that the dolphins willingly worked alongside them in the open ocean. And it's just been a wonderful, you know, relationship that they've had. Um, like I said, you know, the uh, dolphins go out to the open ocean every day, every day they choose to come back. So as a veterinarian, seeing this program, pairing it with the fact that Navy dolphins on average live more than 50% longer than dolphins in the wild. It, it just ended up being a, a fortuitous relationship. Right. And, and, and Eric, you have a background in the military and as a, a physician. Tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. So I am a Navy and Marine Corps a physician background in orthopedic surgery. And I mostly around uh, with special forces communities and keeping, you know, our soldiers healthy. And so, you know, this, the working with stuff and the dolphin program is amazing because this is a, really healthy population that gets the <laughs> highest standard of healthcare and they don't smoke and they don't drink. And they don't <laughs> so over time, this becomes an incredible natural population to, to see what, what happens when you live well and what chronic you know conditions you get. Um, if you take care of all the other things, if you eat the right diets and you exercise every day and you get the best healthcare. Wow. And so you, you shifted from working with special forces people yeah. <laughs> to walking with special forces dolphins so to speak yeah. um, and people might be wondering at this point where the hell is this going <laughs> <laughs> um, um, when we w w you were working Steph like you found that working with one population of dolphins versus another that one was living a whole lot longer can you go into that story yeah absolutely so even within the navy's population you know they live a lot longer than they do in the wild, but even among the the dolphins within the Navy, despite having this you know same environment and same healthcare and everything, we found that some dolphins within the population were aging at a faster rate than wow. other dolphins. Yeah. Exactly. Whoa. And so we're gonna like, well, gosh, all they eat are fish. What's going on here? And so it provided this unique opportunity not only to help improve the health of older geriatric dolphins at the Navy, um, but also to provide really critical and new insights into how to support healthy aging among all long-lived large-brain mammals, including humans. Wow. And, and so, because we are very close to the, to the dolphins. I mean, we, we are obviously both uh, mammals, but um, they're very, very close, aren't they? So whatever, so did you make this leap then where you went, hang on a minute, we're, we're, we're helping these dolphins live a lot longer, studying what that was, which we'll get into in a minute, and then going, hang on a minute, this could help the human population as well. So yeah, I mean, it, exactly. And, and, you know, because I had, you know, come from the public health world of you know, World Health Organization and CDC, mindset was already kind of based around long-term human health, uh, had this great opportunity to help long-lived dolphins, and it, it all came together, which was wonderful. Wow. And what was the discovery that you made, why this one population was living a whole lot longer than the other populations, and certainly longer than the wild populations? Yeah, absolutely. So we dug in. Um, the timing was perfect um, because at the time, advancements of technologies uh, that called omics and specifically metabolomics here. They had traditionally been very expensive. The data was 
cumbersome to be able to analyze. And just at that time, as we were starting to dive into understanding how healthy dolphins live longer, um, we this technology was became available. Mm. So we were able to go into archived serum that was collected throughout the dolphin's 30 to 60 year lifespan. Wow. The Navy had the insight of keeping these routine samples taking part of their routine care. They had archived all of these. So we were able to go back, apply metabolomics, which is a study of thousands of small molecules in our blood and in dolphins' blood, and be able to look at which small molecules in the dolphins' blood predicted a healthy aging dolphin. And that wow. led to our discovery. Wow, this is absolutely fascinating because I'm, I mean, totally obviously in the longevity space and biological clocks and how the, you know, how, what do we need to look at to, to work out how fast we're aging? And it's my obsession trying to make myself age backwards, you know. <laughs> so, so I get all this and I, and I, and I understand all that. Um, so what was it that actually, you know, was put up on your radar as being the thing that made the difference with these guys? Yeah. So we found about a hundred molecules that wow. predicted a healthy aging dolphin. So we just started at the top. <laughs> so we had we looked at the top 30 predictors and then among those at the very, very top included um odd chain saturated fatty acids, specifically C15, also called pentadecanoic acid. So mm-hmm. we started with um uh the this group of molecules of odd chain saturated fatty acids, saw repeatedly that healthier aging dolphins had higher C15 levels in their serum. And then we did a diet study with the dolphins where we found out that some fish have C15 and other types of fish don't. And uh-huh. so we gave, we gave the kind of the, the fast, the accelerated aging dolphins uh, diet higher in higher C15 fish we not only saw their blood levels of C15 rise, but we saw biomarkers of aging rate reverse. So it was really incredible um, and exciting. And then most importantly, we not only saw biomarkers of faster aging slow down, we also saw improvement that was clinically relevant to the veterinarians there, which was, you know, obviously in the end, we could stem off long-term chronic diseases. We, we're going to live happier and longer. Eric, did she just say reverse? Did she say like you just say age reversal? Like that's um, you know, it's one thing to slow things down, but were you able to even partially reverse the aging process in some of these dolphins? Right. I mean, it is it is pretty amazing what you can find in a, a very healthy population that doesn't have any of these vices that that we have, which is incredible. Yeah. We actually thought that part of the benefit from their all fish diet would be omega threes. But, you know, after we were looking at these molecules using metabolomics and things like that, as Steph mentioned, it wasn't omega-3s. It was this group of fatty acids called odd-chain saturated fatty acids. This one, C15, being the one that came to the the top. And so then we started to work on, okay, you know, it's what's causing, it's what's benefiting the dolphins as far as their health and different, you know, conditions such as prediabetes and metabolic syndrome and that, that kind of thing. And then we started to dig in and say, okay, what does this actually do? What's the mechanism and what does it do to actually reserve, reverse uh, aging? And a lot of that has to do with strengthening your cells 
know, this is a sturdy fatty acid that goes into your cells and really shores up those, you know, the cell membranes. And we have cells, we're made of cells. So, you know, that can explain why, you know, this molecule, when dolphins have higher levels of this molecule, they have less likely to have anemia and things like that. Wow. And then we also found that it actually improves mitochondria. So when your mitochondria aren't working, this molecule can help stabilize the cell, you know, repair your mitochondria, and then you get benefits, as you know, being in this world as well from mitochondria repair. And then lastly, you know, this molecule, it targets PPARs, which yep. PPAR receptors, right, are, are known as the orchestrators of our metabolism, you know, our mood, sleep, and appetite. And so this, this molecule, C15, activates those receptors as well, which is another reason why this is a beneficial uh, molecule. Wow. So, I mean, uh, you know, going back to the cellular health thing, which I'm, you know, big on cellular health, going right back down to the single cell and finding out what's going on in the single cell. The membrane is just so important for so many processes. Uh, the, the scientists used to think that the nucleus, the, the DNA was, you know, you took the, the DNA out of a cell that was, you know, that was the brain of the cell, so to speak, and it would die. And what they found was that actually uh, the cell would keep living for a few more months, uh, but that if you took the membrane away, it was, you know, gone burgers. Um, and that, that it, the membrane is also where the electro trans, uh, electron transport chain is, and it, it, it's what stiffens with time. And we get something called lipid peroxidation. And you guys know this better than me, the science behind this. Um, so is it working on the lipid peroxidation side of things? Is it helping us stay more flexible in our membranes of our cells? And therefore, these cells can live longer on a singular level, on a cellular level? Is that is that how it's sort of working? I'm going to pass that conversation over to Steph. I will say that that longer-lived animals have more C15 in their cells and have sturdier cells. So even amongst, you know, from mice to, you know, to humans and to dolphins, there's higher levels of C15. And then within a species, like some dolphins, some humans compared to other humans have higher C15 in their mm. cell membranes, which allows the cells to live longer. Hence, preventing reversing you know cellular aging yeah yeah and and so so at the cellular level and specifically at the cell membrane lisa absolutely right so you know omega-3s polyunsaturated fatty acids are um you know have double bonds in them which make them bend bendy um it also makes them and the why they're oils at room temperature this is why they're susceptible to this lipid peroxidation as we get older our cells become more fragile more susceptible to lipid peroxidation the cell membranes fall apart this sets up a chronic inflammatory state and then we talk about you know hallmarks of aging and mechanisms of aging that's the core of a lot Absolutely. of why we break down with age. So C15 is not a polyunsaturated. It's the opposite. It's a saturated fat. So a healthy saturated fat. So it is very stable. It has no double bonds. And so when it goes into our cell membranes, it literally shores it up and makes it more resilient against um, cellular breakdown and premature breakdown with age. And it's specifically uh, resistant against lipid peroxidation. So it's really meant, we're meant to have it to help stave off, you know, the, uh, the effects of aging for as long as possible. And if we, if we look, you know, so most, most people's diets, you know, the standard American diet, the SAD diet, um, it, it, it is very high in trans fats and, you know, deep fried foods and 
all of these uh, cheap vegetable oils, canola oils, and all of these sorts of things. Why are they not cutting it? Why are these fats not? Oh, well, if fats are good for our membranes, why are these fats not good for our membranes? Yeah, I mean, it really gets down to for the cell membranes, a lot of it is about how how susceptible are they to lipid peroxidation? So the more double bonds they have, so there's unsaturated, which means there's a double bond. Polyunsaturated means multiple double bonds. So the more double bonds you get, the weaker those fatty acids and that therefore the weaker they make the membrane susceptible to this lipid peroxidation. So saturated fats, we've been told, right, our whole lives, don't eat saturated yeah, fats. No, no butter. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no cream. If you can imagine, Lisa, when we were first making this discovery, where we're like, we're like, we made this discovery in dolphins that a saturated fat is good for us. And it's like, we're, you know, a lot of um, <laughs> changing, changing uh, our thoughts on things. But because of all the studies that have been done um, by us over the years, but just as importantly, by dozens of other um, prestigious institutions throughout the world with these large prospective cohort studies and studies of studies, right? Meta-analyses showing that higher C15 levels, higher levels of C15 it are all linked to better long-term health. Um, so yeah, so here we have here a we yep. saturated fat coming in so- back into our just interrupting the show to let you know about our patron community here and the podcast at Pushing the Limits. We've been going for eight years and we really need your support to keep the show on air and free to everybody so that everyone gets this fantastic information uh, from all these great doctors, scientists, athletes, business people from all around the world. So we would love you to come and join us. You get a lot of exclusive member benefits when you do, but really it's about supporting the show and keeping it on air. And for a coffee or two a month, that would be fantastic if you can come and join us. You can go to patron.lisatamati.com. That's patron.lisatamati.com and check it all out. Um, so, yeah, so here we have here a saturated fat coming in so, back into our lives. Yeah, so, so definitely. And, and the uh, like, we, we're all sort of, or most of us are aware of omega threes. You know, we hear about the omega three to six and the nines and the, the ratios are out and we've got too much omega sixes and we should be having omega threes. And then there's the arguments with the fish oils and, you know, you go online and you type in fish oil and you'll get like, <laughs> you know, uh, 50% on one side and 50% on the other side. And some people saying that the fish oils, you know, the quality of the fish oil, and then is it, is it actually oxidizing in the body? You know, all of these sorts of arguments going on, you know, and it's a crazy space. Um, and, and I've been, you know, on, on fish oils for years of a, a good quality as best as I could tell. Um, fish oil and it's very, you know, anti-inflammatory. It's meant to be protective for the brain. What is the difference between specifically between the omega threes and the, the fatty 15 or the, the C15, um, fats? It, 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 you know, what's the difference there? Like, is it a similar thing? Are you, do you think omega threes are good in general? You know, you know, sure. So it, it kind of gets to the beginning of what we're talking about, right? Which is like, there's all this noise and there's all this conflicting information and you could pick one side and find a bunch of, you know, peer reviewed yeah. studies back and then you pick another side, the opposite side, find just as many studies. And, you know, it was interestingly dolphins cut to the chase, right? Because all dolphins eat are fish. So yeah, right. True. Yeah, true. The question is, it's like, okay, fish oil 
must have good stuff in it, right? And so we kind of jumped to the conclusion that, oh, it's the omega-3s yeah. because, right? And so, so the dolphins get all of it. And what they told us, and like Eric had shared, you know, we had assumed that the healthy aging dolphins were because of omega-3s. Mm. We went in with the bias that it would be omega-3s when in fact it wasn't. Omega-3 levels did not predict healthy aging dolphins. It was this super surprising finding of C15, you know, this healthy saturated fat. So dolphins kind of removed the noise for us to say which part of fish or fish oil are most beneficial. So we, because C15 has emerged as an essential fatty acid, right, which is like an omega-3, like an omega-6, fatty acids that our bodies need to maintain their health, but we don't make, therefore we have to get enough from our diet um, or supplements. So we, because it C15 is meeting these criteria of an essential fatty acid, you're the first to be discovered in 90 years. We then went head to head. We tested C15 should be able to be in the same space as omega-3. So we tested pure EPA omega-3 against uh, C15, a pure C15 ingredient. And we looked at, we used an independent lab and they looked at 12 different human cell systems mimicking various disease states, 148 different clinically relevant biomarkers. And it showed that C15 had similar um, effects as, um, as EPA. So the same good things that EPA has, but it had three times more cellular benefits. Than EPA. So that was, and it's like, ah, the dolphins were right is kind of what all of that work in three, three years of studies basically just got back to. And, ah, that's what the dolphins told us. And they say it's a, it's a good point. Like fish oil. What's the difference between fish oil and pure EPA? So, you know, from our standpoint, EPA has good results as far as cardiovascular disease. And if your physician's prescribing you EPA, continue taking that, you know, Pacepa or whatever. From the fish oil, to your point, it does get back to quality. It is fish oil and it can oxidize and yeah. it can in the bottle and in your body and things like that. So if you are taking fish oil, you know, you want to make sure it's the, the highest quality available and make sure it doesn't smell rancid or anything like that because it's an oil and oxidizes over time. Yeah. Exactly. And and when you look, um, you know, on your website, I think it says something like 36 benefits from fatty uh, 15, the C15 versus the 12 benefits or something of, of EPA. So you're not saying don't have fish oils, but maybe like this is only part of the equation. If we can put fish oils plus this, uh, we might have really good membranes, um, sort of, you know, how, how I'm sort of thinking about it. Um, and you've managed to do like you've been in this space now for what 10, 20 years? I think I've forgotten the, the exact time that you guys have been studying this one particular type of fat. Um, it's been a fair while now, isn't it? And there's like hundreds of studies that have been doing been done on this. And you've developed a product called Fatty 15, which I love the name, by the way. I think that's that's <laughs> thank you. It just makes people go, what what? <laughs> um so we can actually buy this as a as a supplement now, and I'm super keen to talk to you about getting the stuff down here in New Zealand, right? From for from for my mom for starters, and then for my audience and for me, um, this must have massive implications for things like neurodegeneration. Um, you know, one of my pet areas is brain health, and uh, for obvious reasons, the experiences that I've had. Um, 
would this make sense that this would be a beneficial uh, molecule for for optimizing brain function? Have there been any studies done on any neurodegeneration or Alzheimer's or any of those sort of uh, models? Yeah, there have. The studies are early. So yeah. you know, just to make sure to be super clear, like lots and lots of the strongest data out today are around C15 and related to cardiometabolic health, including fatty liver disease, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. So wow. that, I mean, super, super strong, strong data that we need this in our lives to protect our cardiometabolic and liver health. What's just starting to emerge, Lisa, are these studies around um, uh, neurologic health. And so there's a study showing that people who have higher C15 levels in their cerebral spinal fluid yeah. um, are less likely to have Alzheimer's. So, so people, healthy controls had higher C15 compared to people with Alzheimer's. Interestingly, one of our um, most recent discoveries we published just a few months back was that as expected for an essential fatty acid, when we eat C15, our bodies use it to make a second molecule, a metabolite. And this metabolite is called, okay, ready for it? Pentadecanol carnitine, or we call it PDC. Okay, ah. so, <laughs> so PDC is this metabolite that is fascinating from a brain health standpoint. And it is because PDC is the second ever discovered full acting endocannabinoid. So it means it targets CB1 receptors, CB2 receptors fully. There's only been one other discovered molecule that our body makes that targets those receptors. These, um, by targeting these receptors, you decrease inflammation, you help uh, with regard to a lot of things that have to do with brain health and specifically um, targets specifically for things like dementias and neurodegenerative diseases. So the would, science is early, but promising. Would, would that, um, so like carnitine, I'm like, I'm quite a fan of carnitine myself. Um, you know, I know of its benefits for getting, you know, like the fatty acids running around the body into the cells. So, you know, if you're having weight loss problems, maybe you want to put carnitine in the mix. Is it related to the carnitine molecule? Is it is it working on that side of the equation where it's helping getting the fats into the actual cell? It is. And so what, yeah, so what happens is, so we take C15, C15 makes it into our cells. And so once that C15 molecule is in our cells, it then partners with carnitine. Mm -hmm. And then carnitine brings it into the mitochondria, which is one of the reasons why it's helping, as Eric had mentioned, helped with mitochondrial, repair mitochondrial function. Ah. And then out of the blue, because there are lots of acyl carnitines for every fatty acid, there's an acyl, there's a carnitine attached to that fatty acid. Yeah. Specifically with regard to the C15 carnitine, it has these remarkable properties, not only acting like, you know, where cannabis targets CB1 and CB2, but this is something that our body was meant to have. And it's why we probably had the receptors for cannabis in the first place. Yeah. It also, um, help to fully activate, um, or to antagonize histamine receptors. It has antihistamine properties mm. as well as it serves as a serotonin mimic. So really interesting molecule that really kind of came out of nowhere, but might help explain why, like, for example, when people are on fatty 15, they're seeing not only the cardiometabolic and liver um, and immune benefits, but within six weeks, they uh, have improved mood, lower anxiety, better sleep. And we think that that has to do with um, this metabolite. Oh, give me some. 
originally moving this forward as a pharmaceutical to treat different condi- conditions such as you know um pulmonary fibrosis, uh, NASH, liver disease that has no cure. And so that all that information is we put on our site, discoverc15.com. And that's everything around C15 and its disease treating benefits. Whereas for the supplement, because we can't talk about disease related treatments of a supplement, that lives on fatty15.com as a supplement. So we, we started with the the uh, pharmaceutical, and then we decided since it's a natural molecule and it has this incredible benefits, we wanted to get it out to the world. Thank you. The best way to do that (laughs) is through a food ingredient, right? Because then we can put it in anything. Exactly. We developed a food ingredient. We got grass, you know, which generally recognizes safe status. We did all the the studies we needed to do to make sure it was safe, and so now we have the ability for people to take the food ingredient or fatty fifteen, the same ingredient, uh, you know, if they're older than four years of age and during pregnancy and while breastfeeding, things like wow. that. So very safe molecule. And, you know, you mentioned fatty 15. And one of the reasons we called it fatty 15, one is because it's saturated fat, two is because it has 15 carbons in the backbone. Yeah. But really it's to get the word out because it's, it's a name that not many people have heard about, right? There's interest, there's awareness. And so we're trying to get, use Fatty 15 to get the word out that, hey, there's this amazing discovery. We need to change the dietary guidelines around saturated fats. Here's yeah. the reason why. And then here are the benefits of doing so. Oh, man, that, that, that's a mission. Like, there's so many layers to that mission. I can see you're going to be busy for the next 40 years um, <laughs> doing drug discovery and development as well as supplement. And, and I'm so glad that you've made this a supplement and, and, and something that we can actually get a hold of now rather than having to wait for the, the you know, the long, slow process of, of, of drug development and, and so on. And very important work, but fantastic to have this available as something that we can take now generally recognized as safe that's that's really really good to get that um happening just interrupting the show to let you know about my longevity and anti-aging supplement range i'd love you to go and check it out go to my website lisatarmity.com and hit the shop button and you'll see a curated range of supplements the latest in anti-aging longevity health optimization performance optimization i've gone out into the world interviewed the most amazing doctors and scientists as you'll know if you follow the show and gone and got some of the best products that are out there stuff that i give to my family that's what's in my range. So go and check it out at lisatamati.com. A bit of a left field question for you, and you may not have but may not know anything about this, but I had Dr. Dayan Good now on the on the podcast uh, recently, and he is a scientist who studied also fats, um, in particular uh, plasmalogens. Are you aware of plasmalogens? A little bit, but not enough to be able to. Well, in my my unscientific mind, right, I'm going, how about you guys get together and you put plasmalogens with the fatty 15 together and wouldn't that be the ultimate? (laughs) (laughs) So I encourage you. Go look at this one. I, I think, you know, Lisa, this science has advanced so much and like how wonderful it is that technologies have gotten us today, have gotten us to a place where we can find, you know, we can get a vaccine for COVID within months, right? And so now it's like, I think the challenge is uh, getting more and more people and scientists to focus, uh, you know, these advanced technologies, not only on kind of end stage drug treatments or mm-hmm. really important, you know, early stage vaccines, but the core of our health, which is our nutri- is, which is nutritional health. And so how, do, how can we help fortify 
our health at the earliest stages, like Eric said, like putting, having CP, C15 be able to fortify foods, we can have a much bigger and broader effect at relatively low cost, um, mm-hmm. just by applying, you know, these technologies that have been very well developed for drug development. Yeah. And, and, and uh, like everything that I do is all around prevention and I'm a big advocate of changing the, me- the, the current medical system. And sorry, I know you're a physician, but I have <laughs> issues with the current medical system. Um, and, and people have heard me rant on my soapbox a number of times, but about changing it to a preventative model rather than a reactionary model. And of course, there's a lot of commercial and, and, and tradition and, and, and things to, to, to be changed. And that's going to, that's, that's a huge, you know, it's like, it's like, getting a super tanker and trying to make it move to the left you know it takes a long time to to get change but uh, doing these things in in america is leading the way in this whole preventative space and this anti-aging and longevity space which is really exciting for me and one of the missions that i have in life is to try to get some of this advanced technology that's been used in america in the prevention space you know advanced mris and clearly uh, scans and you know all sorts of things that you guys have access to that we don't um, down to my country and, and, and helping people to, to make that shift mentally of taking control of their own health rather than outsourcing it to, to doctors. Because I think we, we, we need our doctors. They're brilliant, you know. Um, but we also need to con- take control of our own health and be mindful of being preventative, doing the right lifestyle interventions, taking proactive steps. And people often say to me, all these supplements that you're, you know, you're giving me and that they're expensive. And I'm like, yeah, and being sick is a hell of a lot more expensive. You know, having having experienced it in my family, how much money I've had to throw uh, at at mum's situation in the last few years, you know, has literally cost us the house. You know, we've sold a house in order to to pay for the cancer treatments of things. If I could go back 10 years and be in that preventative mindset, and of course, I had no idea of any of this stuff back then, and, and hindsight's a bugger like that. But if we could have prevented that, and if I can prevent that for other people, then that's, you know, pay a couple of hundred bucks now, thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, whatever you can afford to be in that preventative space, to keep an eye on things. So that when, you know, things happen, you're in a better space to recover or they don't happen at all, you know, or we shift that whole lifespan, health span thing out, you know, instead of living in a, in a, in a state of decrepitude. And and this is the really gets to the core of the fatty 15 story. I think is when you make the membrane stronger. On the cellular level, when you get the mitochondria working better because of that, what was that, PDC thing? (laughs) And that helps the mitochondria work better. Surely uh, this is going to prevent uh, the onset of certain diseases, perhaps, you know, and and being in that proactive space, I think, is just absolutely crucial. Sorry, rant over. Uh, Lisa, that's great. I mean, the, the healthcare system is not set up for preventive care as well as it is for treatment. And that could, should be improved. And so, yes, the, you know, your health, nutrition, all those things that you do every day that everyone does every day is really important 
to your total health. Any physician or a healthcare practitioner sees you once, you know, one yeah. at one point in time, and it's usually when you're sick. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, it yeah. is really important that people take control of their health and use physicians as an advocate, you know, as educational and advocate and, you know, to pr- provide medication when appropriate. And so it's interesting from, uh, I'll, let, I'll let Steph talk this because I know what you want to talk about this, but from the preventative angle, we actually have learned a lot about C15, the molecule, and what it does, um, you know, for a potential deficiency syndrome. I'll let Steph explain Oh, so as far as with, with the deficiency, so, so the hypothesis when we get back to kind of the very beginning of the, of the conversation about reversing aging, right, is that we need C15 in our bodies. C15 strengthens our cells. It helps to protect, keep our cells young. Um, what, unfortunately we found out about it because we've taken C15 out of our, out of our diets because we're trying to avoid all saturated fats, including the good ones. And that has resulted in studies coming out showing in which the leading hypothesis is that C15 nutritional deficiencies are actually accelerating aging. So we've got to get it. And so there are children who are being born into a C15 deficient world who are getting the chronic age-related diseases of their grandparents Mm. before their parents. And so this being able to be gifted with an opportunity to be able to come in and help show, be able to demonstrate how, um, you know, we can use advanced technologies. So just interrupting the show, as I said at the beginning uh, in the introduction, uh, at this point, I had a medical emergency and had to race to get my mum into hospital. Uh, for all those who followed my mum, we've had a hell of a week. Um, she's uh, had two bleeds in the bowel. We still don't know where they're coming from um, and was very lucky to survive. Um, we're still trying to work out where she is, but she's actually at home now, um, safe and sound for the moment. So um, thanks for bearing with us. I did want to put this episode out. I'm very grateful to Eric and Stephanie. Um, to Just to round out what we were talking about with Fatty15, uh, because you know we got cut off mid-sentence, literally, um, I want you to go over to fatty15.com. There's also a link in the show notes um, to uh, to to their website and their product. Um, the backstory with the dolphins, I think you will agree, is uh, really, really interesting and in how these dolphins lived longer when they got this type of fatty acid. Um, so just to briefly go over, Fatty15 is a science-backed, a really award-winning supplement that supports your long-term health and delivers a sort of whole body, mind and health at the cellular level. Um, it has been named one of the uh, first essential fatty acids to be discovered in over 90 years. So that's going alongside the omega-3s, which are also an important um, fat to be aware of. Um, and it has three more three times more cellular benefits than the purest form though of the omega-3 so um fatty 15 and the omega-3s and epa share 10 comically uh common clinically relevant benefits try and get that out in a mouthful however fatty 15 has an additional 26 benefits that epa doesn't and it repaired in clinical studies, um, 83% of all the 12 so- cell types tested. 
EPA only repairs around 33%. So it's like the next generation, basically. Um, you know, nothing against fish oils. I take them still. And uh, I think this, this together with something else called plasmalogens is a, probably a really top combination. I had Dr. Dayan Goodnow on the show uh, a few months back uh, sharing about that particular um, type of fat as well. As you can see, I'm pretty fascinated with these different fats because that's what our membranes are made out of. And in the membranes is where all the action happens for a cell. We're all about on the show cellular health. So I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sorry for the emergency um, and the stop in the interview in the middle of it. Thanks very much to Eric and uh, Stephanie over at fatty15.com and we'll see you again soon. That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends. Head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatamati.com.